0: Today's episode of Into Your Head, number 688, Corporal Punishment in Offices, How Religious Debates Occur in the Afterlife, Applying TV Set Design Principles in the Real World, Frankenstein Fences, uh, whatever I say in the last 7 minutes of the show which is yet to be made, and lots more. get on with today, items that need to be attended to, issues that need to be addressed, topics, oh topics, we've got lots and lots of topics, we're positively booming to the seams with topics, we've got topics coming out of, uh, topics coming out of this very small cup, uh it's very small cup, uh, which until the very recent past uh, contained, oh, contained generic brand energy drink, uh, which I've since poured down my gullet. I've poured about three cupfuls of this down my gullet. I'm using a small cup to try and control my dosage uh, more effectively. It doesn't mean I'm only going to have one cup, though. I filled this cup up several times, but now I have a vague idea of man- how many cupfuls I had uh, so I can manage my in- energy drink drink consumption, Uh, it's about proper management, this isn't, this is like any office, you manage stuff Uh, you don't just uh, let people take out stationery out of the stationery cupboard whenever they want, you don't get them come along and say, oh I could do a few of those bags, Uh, bring them home and use them as bin bags you will not, that's company property and property and you'll sign a requisition whenever you take anything from this fucking cupboard and whenever you want anything bought for this cupboard you'll sign a requisition for that too. You have to sign a requisition when we run out of requisition forms to get more paper and ink to produce more. That's the problem with these requisition systems. These requisition forms, they have, uh, they're just, they're not... Uh, they're not like banknotes where you can't make copies of them. No, anyone can uh, print out a new requisition form. You just have to fill it in and get it signed by an appropriate uh, member of management uh, or someone who's prepared to forge their signature and risk losing their job. Uh, anyone who doesn't work there will be, will be prepared to do that, surely. If you want to get someone who's not who's not afraid of losing his job, just get someone from outside the company. Just take walk out on the streets during your lunch break and go up to someone with a requisition form. Uh, Hopefully it won't be a shareholder who knows about you. Hopefully you won't bump into some senior director of the company. He'll say what are you doing out here with company requisition forms? Uh, Those things are to be kept on this premises. You've no business taking them outside. You can't be taking requisition forms outside of the company office. You've got rules here. You've got rules. Uh, Rules are there for a reason. People like to say rules are there to be broken. They are There to be broken but that's only because uh, so that we can punish the people and rid the people of who we are prepared to break them you have rules, we expect them to be broken but that's only so we can find the people who are not abiding by the rules and remove them have them dealt with in an appropriate manner have them, uh, oh have them put up on a cross or something or brought up before some proper legal procedures for this nowadays of course, if someone's in trouble at work they have to go to a proper, to a proper procedure that's laid down somewhere in writing They'll say if there's a problem with an employee oh he goes in front of a panel and he tells the panel what's happening and the panel tells him what's happening And then they have, oh, either he's given a slap on the wrist. Uh, Of course not. You're not allowed to do that even anymore. You're not allowed to slap your employers on the wrist, your employees on the wrist, as that's considered assault, even if they agree to this process. If they've got them to sign up and say, I agree to being slapped on the wrist, uh, the law would say no. Any contract that involves agreeing to something that's illegal, such as assault, uh, is not binding. It's not a valid contract. Uh, So you can't win. You can. not win no wonder nobody wants to work in an office anymore i certainly don't i worked in an office for many years i don't at this particular moment uh i can't for the foreseeable future see me working in an office of uh, because for one thing i'm not a freaking psychic i can't see into the future i can see quite a bit over there i can see over the next estate uh past the cat interstate highway wall uh, or a fence as a as i had a listener visa here recently. Recently, and he said oh look as we approached the house that must be the cat interstate highway fence uh, discussed many times on the show well indeed it is but it's not a fence it's a wall now, a wall, a fence is a freaking thing that's made of uh, rails or wood or uh, planks of wood or big uh, bits of wood if a wall is a very different thing from a fence a wall is like the Berlin wall it's made of oh it's made of literally uh, this wall isn't like the Berlin wall but is a fine bloody wall i can tell you and it deserves more uh it deserves more respect than to, to be called a fence because for one thing that wall kept, kept the flooding uh from the river in the next estate come from coming into this road that wall has protected this estate from uh well not from discrimination because when you go on the website with some house insurance companies they'll tell you oh you're in that area that flooded we're not insuring you uh what no if it already to have a look at my wall i can tell you well it's not my wall it's a it's a wall owned by the entire estate it's a public wall but it goes along the side of my house and beyond and i can tell you it's a fine bloody wall it's being a lot more effective than the berlin wall or the so-called great wall of china you may not be able to see it from space although you probably can now you get it if you have a any sort of internet connection up in the International Space Station you can, ah the people got up there yesterday, some new astronauts cosmonauts, wherever we're calling them now went up to the International Space Station, if they have any kind of internet connection up there and they connect to Google Earth uh, they can certainly see that wall on Google Earth and they'll tell you they won't be calling it a fence then, if you can see it from space, uh, it's not a frigging fence so let's give let's give. In- infrastructure the respect it deserves if that was a huge thing like the golden gate bridge i can tell you he wouldn't go along saying oh that's a nice little uh rope walkway going across the little stream there he would not he say that's a fine bloody bridge it's the golden gate bridge uh, one of the finest infrastructural uh structures in the world he wouldn't he certainly wouldn't call it a fence i can tell you uh, so don't call my this wall a fence it deserves better i've got the fence out at the back of my house it's falling to bits uh needs a needs a paint job. Uh that's not I tell you he wouldn't uh he wouldn't use that as an interstage cat super highway wall. No no. Uh, so know your fences from your walls. That's what we need to learn here. I've learned it already. Uh, didn't I didn't I don't think I even learned it at all. I think I just knew it all the time. From the first day as a child, when I knew what a fence was and knew what a wall was, it was obvious to me what the difference was, and it should be obvious to you, the home viewer, as well. Uh, anyway, on with the show. Two fences walk into a bar. One of the fences goes straight up to the bar counter, and the man behind the bar says, Uh, Somebody there, I can't see anything, there's a frigging fence in the way. And the fence says, I'm here, I'm the fence, there's nothing in the way. You can't can't see the wood for the trees because you're assuming that the trees uh, aren't animated and can't, uh, just because the trees have been chopped up and turned into an inanimate fence, you assume that they can't uh, talk to you and order beer. Which I suppose is a reasonable assumption uh, out in the real world, but we're not in the real world here. We're in a world in which... Uh, two fences can walk into a bar and the man behind the bar says this isn't making sense to me i could understand if you were a tree uh, kind of if you came in here because a tree is alive uh doesn't have a conscious as far as I know but if a tree if we suddenly found out that a tree had a consciousness uh that wouldn't be as big a leap as uh the idea that a a, a fence made out of bits of dead tree could come in here and i suppose it could be a robotic fence, I suppose, but that would mean that you're not, a robotic fence, I suppose, is more likely uh, but no, not a living fence because a fence, by definition, is made out of dead tissues, although I suppose it could be uh, like a Frankenstein monster fence that's made out of lots of old dead trees and be animated in some way, but there's still some kind of artificial intelligence involved in that, unless you believe in the whole Frankenstein thing where, uh ah, where there's supernatural stuff involved so it's hard to know what to believe. I suppose it really doesn't really matter. I'm just here to serve you a beer. Uh, how can I help you, sir? And the fence says, uh, I have a pint of your finest Guinness, please? And for my friend here, I'll have a pint, another pint of Guinness. I'll drink them both. But, so I suppose, uh, well, I suppose that's not really how rounds work. I'm supposed to buy him one as well, am I? Uh, well, can't afford to. Well, maybe I can, can I? I don't know. I'm just a fence. I don't understand. money as you say I'm not a living thing I'm just a nobody I'm just a fence if I was a wall here now would you show me more respect if I was a big fucking wall that was uh, concreted into your ground and thereby destroying the floor of your property that you probably spent tens of thousands building uh, you probably respect me more would you and the man behind the bar says actually I wouldn't that's that's an interesting thing but you don't just uh, judge people proper people don't just judge people on how much disrupt they caused to the floor of their property just by existing. If a man came in here uh, who was who had had the misfortune to be born with uh, scissor feet, and he came in here and caused loads of damage to my floor, I hope, I, I hope, I'd be decent enough not to take it personally. Uh, so if you were a wall and you came in here and your foundations damaged this property, uh, well, surely I'd have some no as of that. People who are people who are walls wouldn't go, just go around barging into bars unless they were in the majority unless the major, the majority because minorities like that they go around and they'll check whether a uh, certain places accessible to them so if there were if there were uh, talking walls who could move around it would oh they'd watch out for they'd ask people is your they'd probably ring up and say hello is your premises uh, wall friendly and you'd have to give an answer and of course it would be quite reasonable if there were a sizable minority for you to have to uh make uh make some sort of arrangements for them but i'd have a special area maybe a dugout where they could come in and not do any damage uh anyway uh two pints of guinness is a certain eater oh, on the way on the way are you sure you're a away? are you sure there's not someone behind you is this some sort of uh, oh is this some sort of weird puppet show that you're doing are you uh you fella who throws his voice, you wouldn't need to throw your voice if you're just behind the fence. You could just stand there and talk to her, I suppose. There's no major voice-throwing involved. And uh, the fence says no I'm not throwing my voice Not I wouldn't know how, how could a fence throw something, I don't have hands for Christ's sake, and the barman said no I mean uh, maybe you're a prop and there's a human behind you who's throwing his voice at you and uh, the fence says I don't really understand that if he threw something at me there'd be a hole in me and there would go through and it would land on your bar possibly damaging one of those glasses there you wouldn't want that would you, and the barman says, I didn't say I wanted, I was just asking whether that was the situation and just having a guess and taking an interest in the world around me and just wondering how these things work and the fence says, I suppose that's reasonable but is there such a thing as being over curious you don't have to know everything about everything, you know, and the barman says, well I clearly don't, you clearly don't, and the, back, the fence says oh yeah, that's true I suppose that's true I suppose and a great night is had by all Now, uh, we're 12 minutes and 36 minutes into the main content of this program. Uh, that's not that's not information for you that's just a programming note to myself i probably don't need to see you here i have software in front of me where i can see exactly how many minutes in we are and uh, that's how i was able to tell you i looked i looked at the screen in front of me uh, it's about eight inches from my face because i sit very close to the screen so i can see it i like to poke my full face right up against the screen and get a good look at it uh, that's why we shouldn't need big screens you you know well not any bigger than the one i have which admittedly is huge uh, but no we shouldn't need any screen any screen that is bigger than the any screen that goes beyond the scope of the uh, edge of your vision uh, shouldn't need to exist the same with walls you shouldn't need a wall uh, except right in front of your face if you had a wall that moved around you could save it well this probably isn't practical but surely to christ uh, when you go and when you film a television program was, i was talking about on the previous episode if you're filming a TV programme the set isn't a 360 degree set, you just show a couple of walls that appear behind the actors, uh, where the camera is, there's no uh, there's no set built behind that, because no one can see it, uh, surely we can uh, prescribe the same principles to the real world, if you build a house, you don't need to see the wall that's behind your sofa, there shouldn't be a wall behind your sofa uh, in fact on Mandy, uh, I on many American sitcoms, there isn't. On many American sitcoms, uh, the downstairs, the whole downstairs of the house is all open plan. There's no wall. Uh, over here, then, people tend to put the sofa up against the sitting room wall. And there's a wall behind them. And then there's a hole behind that. Well, no, no, a lot of these sitcoms are set in open plan houses. It used to be anyway. It's probably less so now. I noticed uh, more of the more modern sitcoms, they seem to be having more walls in. There are, maybe there's been advances in American uh, architecture design since the 80s. But I remember in 80s and 90s sitcoms, uh, everyone had an open plan downstairs. You'd have the front door over there. You'd have the sofa there. They'd be sitting in front of the television. And someone would come in the front door and you'd be able to see them from where the television was. Absolutely fucking ridiculous. A house is not the same as a room. If you have a room and you're calling it a house, uh, then you're... Uh, you're fooling yourself. The whole point of a house, uh, just like what the religious people say uh, God's house has many rooms in it. That's the thing they like to say when they're saying something about there being different religions and churches and paths to God or something. I think they used to say uh, God's. House has many rooms, I think he's trying to, uh, the whole thing is to try and reassure people that if you do, if you live a good life uh, enough to get you into the proper afterlife, uh, you're not necessarily going to have to share a room with other people who you don't like, uh, even if the other people have earned their place there too, that's the problem you see, if other, if everyone is living a good life and we all have to live in the God's house at the end of it, uh, we're not all going to get on with each other. It's perfectly normal. You can be the most benign person on the planet and still not necessarily get on with other people or everyone. You can't be expected to get on with everyone. Not everyone has things in common. Uh, I know what you're thinking there. You're thinking you clearly have something in common and that you all believe in God. Not necessarily. What about atheists? Uh, If I end up in a house full of non-atheists living with God and let's say I'm an atheist I'm going to have to share a house with them I'm going to have them, I'll be sitting up in God's house after I'm dead and I'll have them all uh, trying to talk me into believing in God and I'll be going, no I don't believe in this crap, this house doesn't exist it's a TV set, I can see there there's two walls missing and they'll say, no, no uh, we're doing the, up here we do the thing uh, where we only have the walls in the places that you're looking at, we don't for example have a wall behind the sofa because you never look behind the sofa unless you're uh, reaching round to pet the cat who's sitting on the back of the sofa because there's a warm radiator on the under there but even then you don't look around 180 degrees uh no no and that's us we can have a bit of lighting for that anyway uh but no no ah, anyway so that's how the asked afterlife is into your head remember We value the opinions of you, the humble and ignorant listener. Email neil at studio at intoyourhead.com. Support the podcastual arts at no cost to you. Just click through the Amazon link at intoyourhead.com whenever you go shopping for anything, even if you use Amazon UK or Canada. We'll take your weird foreign money here. We're not proud. Just visit intoyourhead.com and click on the appropriate Amazon banner. always always been a great believer in the dictum Quad Ore Escapolium which, as you're no doubt fully aware, uh means well it means exactly what it says. It means exactly what it says on the tin, as they used to say on the paint ads over here for Ron Seal paint. Oh, they'd have a fella pointing at the tin and tapping on it proudly and saying oh look Ron seal it does exactly what it does on the tin and then he look at the camera with a smug face uh, which in fairness was the only face he had you can't be you can't be going it's not like the young people nowadays where they can put on a different face and say oh i'm with the anonymous group i'm with the group anonymous and they put up a picture of a mask and uh, no, no he was honest at least he says i oh, this is my face this is the only face i have uh, in fairness this fella he was probably an actor, so he should have had more faces than that, he should have had a selection of faces on offer, but maybe this was the face he was told to use maybe he was supposed to be acting as a fella who only has one face uh, you never know with these things uh, which is the way it's supposed to be you're supposed to not know that he's an actor or not realise that it's not his real face, uh, so he we go it goes, it does, Ron Seal. Ron Seal. Uh, shed protector or something, it does exactly what it says on the tin and then you look at the tin and it says Ron Seal paint paint protector which supposedly means it's, it protects paint or whatever it is it does or something whatever it says on the tin that it does uh, now uh, if you look at the tin itself it's got a load of stuff down the back ingredients and a lot of things that aren't verbs so it can't do everything that it says on the tin but I think you get the idea he's saying it does what it says on the front of the tin if it says this is a paint uh, product that paints your house Uh, then it paints your house if it's a thing that protects your grass then it protects your grass he's trying to to go back to basics I think was the idea as these advertisements they can get a bit too complicated Uh, you'll have some woman coming on and to say take two bottles into the shower and I'll say yes I take two bottles into the shower I take a bottle of shampoo and a bottle of uh, manly uh, lime green uh, nuclear shiny uh, what you call it overbranded uh, shower scrub it's a sa- shower scrub for scrubbing uh, it's for scrubbing presumably for uh, men who've come out of a nuclear underground power coal station or something and you have to scrub very I stocked up on a few of these recently because they're on special I got a selection of manly shower gels uh, one was in lime green and it looked like it had nuclear stuff in it another one claims to have chilies or something in it peppers and something else uh, I, did, uh, accidentally. I accidentally washed over a shaving cut with the green one the other day. I nearly had to go to hospital with the pain. Of course, if you go to hospital with just pain, they'll say, uh, now I realize you're in pain, uh, but you're not injured. The pain is all in your brain. And we don't have an emergency psychologist on, on uh, duty here, so if you sit there for a while, I uh, can't give you anything for the pain because it's all in your head. We don't have... There's no such thing as... Uh, well, I suppose we have headache tablets, but those are for those are not for brain pain, they're for head pain. There's a little subtle difference between the area around your brain and the contents of your brain itself. Uh, now, if you had a pain inside the tissue of your brain, that would be a different thing. That would be a physical thing we can deal with. Uh, but if the pain is emotional, and that's not to, that's not to downplay your emotional pain, it's just that headache tablets won't do anything about that. You can ram as much Many head, uh, so you could ram as many, and I don't recommend this. Ram his mani, ramming as many headache tablets in there as all fish, because uh, that would be an overdose. That wouldn't help. Uh, if, are, are you are you feeling an impulse to do that? Because if you are, then we need an emergency psychiatrist. Uh, maybe we need to maybe we need to strap you down to a table so you can't take an overdose, or maybe we could just stop giving you all these tablets, which i just told you we're not going to give you any. And uh, forget where I'm going with this oh yes it says exactly what it says on the tin uh, so as simple as as simple as that it's not over complicated he spent four and a half minutes discussing something that's supposed to be simple uh, Ron Seal explained that it's, it's supposedly a simple tin uh, here we are four and a half minutes in uh, 25 years after you started your advertising campaign and we're still trying to figure out what it means uh, so would you go away hey, with that with your crap are you going your head? Two cats walk into a bar. One of the cats goes straight up to the bar counter and says hello, can I have a pint of your finest Guinness please? And the man behind the bar says, "Oh, that's interesting. It's a back to basics two cat story." Uh, I was getting out of hand there. We were having oh, we were having fences and dogs and all sorts of pieces of shit uh, walking into the bar. I'm glad to see we're back to cats. And the cat says, "A pint of your finest Guinness, please." And the man behind the bar says, "Oh, this is great. This is great stuff. Traditional cat." bar service, uh, this is what I joined the industry for, this is what I spent all those years training as a barman for uh, to serve cats pints of Guinness and the cat says, are you being sarcastic and the man behind the bar says, oh no, 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 no absolutely not uh, this is what I dreamed of, having a cat come into my bar who uh, obviously has no money and asking me for a pint of one of the expensive, most expensive beers that I serve here, and he's going to lick the head off and then just go off. And the cat says, uh, I've got money. I've got money. Have you a problem with that? And the man behind the bar says, I haven't got a problem with you having money. I have a problem with the fact that he don't. And the cat says, well, I've just said I had. And the man says, uh, saying that you have something is not the same as that being, this isn't the freaking, uh, this isn't that freaking thing where you ask the universe for stuff and you just say, I'm going to win the lotto, and then you win the lotto. No, no, you can't just be saying I have more." And then the cat Awesome. us uh- uh, cat takes out his wallet from uh, Christ knows where uh, and shows it to the man. And the man sees a 50 euro note sticking out of it. And the man says, uh, where did you steal that from? And the uh, Cat says, I didn't steal it from anywhere. This is my wallet with my money in it. Don't be so fucking suspicious and paranoid. And the man behind the bar says, it's not paranoid unless i suspect that he stole it from me, which I don't. Uh, it's just uh, suspicious. And the cat says, I suppose that's true. I suppose that's true. Anyway, pint of your finest Guinness, please, because as you can see now, I have the facility to pay for it. And the man behind the bar says, certainly, sir. And would you like anything for your friend, the other cat? And the cat says, that's a bit presumptuous, assuming that he's a friend of mine. And the barman says, well, he walked in with you. You chose a seat together, and then you came up to the bar, left him there. And the cat says, "Uh, so, and the barman says, well, that's how bars work. As someone comes in, they sit down, and one of them approaches the bar. I guess, of course, there's a lounge girl, or a lounge boy, or a lounge woman, or a lounge man uh, on duty, uh, which isn't usually the case at this time of day, I suppose. And the cat says, Can we get on with this, please? And the barman says, Certainly, sir. I think another three and a half minutes should do it. And that'll be a that'll be approximately a half hour podcast. And the cat says, I can't think of any way to stretch this out any further. Can we not just end it early? I mean, we did a podcast yesterday as well. And the man behind the bar says, I know we did a podcast yesterday as well, uh, but this one mightn't necessarily be published today. We might hold it back for a day or two for the bank holiday weekend. Uh, so as far as the listener is concerned when they get this there wasn't a previous podcast just 24 hours ago and the cat says i don't know i think it might go out today i think this might be up and running in itunes within 45 minutes of us finishing this story And the man says, I don't know, it hasn't been decided yet. And the cat says, how do you know? How would you know uh, what's being decided and what hasn't been decided? And the barman says, I listen to the radio in here all day. I keep track of the news. And the news, when you're in an imaginary story in someone's head, is just uh, stuff about what's going on in his, his head. It's not real news. There's no real radio stations here. And the cat says, that's fucking ridiculous. And the man behind the bar says, "Uh, this is the 688 episode. Uh, If you hadn't uh, realised that what goes on here is ridiculous by now... Uh, Then you're obviously a cat who was only born six months ago, and the cat says, obviously that's the case, it's been nearly seven years I understand since this podcast started, and I'd have to be quite an old cat to have heard every episode, even if I started listening as soon as I was born, before my eyes were even open." And the man behind the bar says, I suppose, I suppose I suppose, I suppose, I suppose 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 Suppose I suppose And the cat says, You do realise that what you're picking up there isn't an inhaler, it's your harmonica and the man behind the bar says, Oh, I was thinking it wasn't very effective, thank you very much. And the cat says, no, that's still the harmonica. And the man behind the bar says, I suppose it doesn't really matter that much. I'm a fictional character. I'm a fictional character in a fictional world. Uh, It's like that song that goes, I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Something plastic it's fantastic you can pet my cat and feed it some guinness and you won't get caught by the animal squad because you're in a fictional universe and the cat says would there not be more the uh cover the people the i don't know the liquor control people rather than the uh, animal welfare squad who'd be uh, in charge of this the man behind the bar says, I think there'd be a bitter boat. Uh, one of the other patrons is bound to see me serving Guinness to a cat as if this was the real world and they'd called up animal protection. And uh, someone else, well, people don't change. People, uh, the chances of me being caught serving beer illegally to a cat if it were illegal, if this were the real world, uh, I would have to. Uh, the end uh, of the. Oh, the liqueur. The premises license inspector would have to hear about it somehow and people are less likely to call up the liquor uh, the liquor provision inspector over some obscure rule that they know very little about uh, than they are to call up the animal welfare inspectors overseeing someone serve beer to a cat the cat says i suppose you have a point there i suppose you have a point there a point of my finest goodness isn't it great and the man behind the bar says indeed it is and a great night is had by all anyway good morning